Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio and make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. So the 2020-2021 legislative sessions have already seen some firsts. We had the first ever special session called by the legislature and next week's unprecedented attempt by House Democrats to expel one of their own members may top that list. Joining us now to discuss what's likely to be a, a weird first week of the session for many in the Kansas House is former Speaker of the House, Ray Merrick. Mr. Speaker, thank you for joining us this evening, my friend. Well, thank you, John. I'm uh, glad to join you. So uh, in, in case my listeners are a little unfamiliar with the case, Aaron Coleman is a 21-year-old Democrat representative from Kansas City who uh, he had some off-the-field issues, shall we say. He was arrested in November for a DUI. Uh, that arrest came less than a month after Overland Park police arrested him uh, involving a, a domestic violence battery charge with, uh, with his family. He got into an incident with his family. He's had some stuff in his past. But, uh, I mean, clearly the kid has some issues, but he hasn't been convicted. He hasn't been, you know, sentenced or anything like that. So all this is just accusations and arrests. Here's the key here, Ray. The kid clearly has some issues, but does all of this warrant expelling him from the House? Well, uh, if you recall, John, last year uh, or last session, they also had a— a committee that was put together, yep. uh, you know, to look at these issues because he had issues before these last couple. And it was decided at the time that uh, he wasn't, he wasn't, hadn't been sworn in to the legislature when those uh, instances had, had happened. So they really didn't feel like they had the, uh, it's my understanding, they didn't feel like they had the authority to go back and say, well, he, he wasn't representative, so what jurisdiction do we have? So that, that's my understanding of what happened. Right. And uh, it's kind of, and, I, and I, I probably agree with that, it's kind of hard to uh, take up an issue that, didn't involve his time while he was in the legislature. Yeah. And so it's went on. My my concern is it looks like a Democratic problem to me. The Democrats ought to handle it on their own without getting Republicans and everybody else involved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that makes he, sense. You've got, you've got a, an election coming up in seven months. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think either of us, I don't think anybody, I've heard anybody really making excuses or trying to explain the behaviors. But at the same time, you know, we've had Republicans that have had DUIs while in office. You've had multiple Democrats. I can think Brandon Woodard has two DUIs. Jim Ward had had some DUI issues. Vic Miller had a DUI where he drove off the highway and ended up in a ditch during session. 
Um, you know, how often are they going to start doing that every time somebody has a, you know, a, a personal problem? And well, it, it just seems like you're undoing the results of a Democratic election. Well, you've got uh, in a lot of those people that you mentioned are still in the legislature. Yes. What's been done to them? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, a strange justice. Uh, you know, the, the kid obviously has some problems. But the other thing you have to look at, He's been elected twice. That's right. He got, ele- he got elected in the primary. He got elected in the general. He's got a constituency that he's represented. And like you said, there's got, there's, there is an election coming up in, in July, or July or August, that uh, is going to solve this problem one way or the other. He either gets reelected if he runs again or he doesn't. Yeah. Well, and, and here's, you know, you, you brought up the constituency, and I think— I don't know, maybe I'm just sort of a conspiracy nut, but I think his constituency may be part of what's motivating this. I mean, he is an outspoken Democratic socialist. He basically the Kansas's version of Bernie Sanders and AOC. I mean, I, I have to wonder if this Very attempt... Uh, just a lot younger. Yes, yeah, yeah, just a lot younger. But the same ideology. I mean, he's for, yeah. you know... Uh, Universal basic income, the Green New Deal, free, free, free. He's a he's a true socialist, and and he's called out Governor Kelly. He's called out the House leadership. He, he constantly ridiculing them for not being liberal enough, for not being socialist enough, for not being true Democrats. I have to think if this attempt by his colleagues might be at least in part motivated by the fact that he's a thorn in their sides, who keeps pushing them to the left, and and they don't want to have to deal with him. No, I think uh, him drawing attention, so much attention to himself, it draws attention to them, and I don't think they they like being under the microscope like that. No, and I'm sure Laura Kelly doesn't like the comparisons because, you know, she's run bills. I mean, like this this bribe of hers, the $250, $500 taxpayer money for all taxpayers. Well, that's literally a bill that Aaron Coleman tried to run last year. So she's taking well, ideas in, from in him. And all, all the tax cuts she's proposing, uh, the uh, legislature gave her a tax bill last year that had all this stuff in it. Not only the food tax, but a lot of other taxes she vetoed it. Right, yeah. Well, that's because she wasn't but, running but, for re-election last well, year. Well, yeah, so, so I'm up for re-election now. I want to do all these wonderful things. And, and uh, it wasn't good at the time, but it's good now. So, Ray, how does this process work? Um, yeah, they, they bring the petition forward. Do, do they have to do the whole special committee again? Do they have to meet again that way? Or how do you think it's going to be handled this time? I, I, if, if, and I'm, uh, I'm not in the legislature anymore, and it's kind of hard for me to, you know, kind of tell them what, they, <laughs> what I think they ought to do. I've kind of stayed out of it. <clears throat> but if it was me, I would... Uh, you know, take uh, John Barker, who's a magistrate judge out of Abilene, and have him head up a committee again like he did last time and uh, go ahead and proceed with it and see where the, the cards fall. But I don't know if you were in the legislature at the time that we had the instance in uh, the education committee. Yes, I was. Where, I know the one. He, uh, Valdinia Wynn. Right. Well, yes. again, we had a Democrat from Kansas City, Kansas, that caused all kinds of problems in the uh, 
Education Committee, and she happened to be the minority chair. And we ended up and formed the committee uh, to look into that situation. Unfortunately, the uh, and we had that on tape. I mean, there wasn't any speculation or conjecture or anything. I mean, we had everything that happened on tape. And we formed a committee and uh, gave her a, uh, the chair of the committee was a female uh, uh, lawyer, uh, Aaron, Aaron Davis. Right. To make things fair. And the Democrats put members on it and the Republicans put members on that committee. And the committee came out with nothing because everybody was afraid that they're going to be called a racist or anything else that they could be called, like the Democrats like to call you. And they come out with the committee didn't do anything. Yeah, I remember uh, that incident. And what she did uh, that prompted it was was pretty egregious. Some of the things that she said certainly violated decorum, to to say the least. And, And I think... I think legislatures will have trouble doing anything to their own, and uh, because they're going to be afraid that they're going to be labeled something that they're not. And uh, this young man would probably <laughs> hurry up and label them as quick as he could. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know if a committee uh, of his peers, in this case, would, would come come forward with anything. No, and and I think you know my my default to this is probably yeah it's un, it's unfortunate and the kid needs some help but you've got an election let the election sort it out. You mentioned you're not in the legislature anymore, Ray. Do you miss it at all, or are you glad to not have to be you know hoofing it up to Topeka? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed the people, and uh, I do miss the people being being with uh, my colleagues up there, but. I don't miss the process. <laughs> I'm sure you don't miss the press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure don't miss the press. That's for sure, Mr. Speaker. And I, and I think, and I think a lot of this stuff that we're seeing with uh, Coleman and is being is being pushed by the press. They love to push this stuff and and uh, you know keep it on the on the front burner, so to speak. Yes, they do for sure. Well, it makes for good head. It sells. It sells right. newspapers. Ray, yeah. thank you I again. I, I, I don't miss the microphone in my, my face all the time. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Speaker, thank you again for joining us this evening. Hey, I appreciate you, you brother. Thank you, John. Any, anytime. Enjoyed serving with you, young man. <laughs> yes, me too. Thank you, sir. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, Ashley Varner from the Freedom Foundation will join us. We'll discuss the growing number of teachers' unions who are once again trying to shut down our nation's schools. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.